0: All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast, WTF. Welcome to it. How's it going? Pretty exciting show today. Pretty fucking exciting. Sorry, kids, but it's fucking exciting. You know, sometimes I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes, and a lot lately, these shows have just been great. They've been funny. They've been engaged. They've been exciting for me. I imagine they're fun to listen to, but today my friends is an all timer. Yep. This is one of those shows that just is, it's all there, man. It's all there. And my guest today is John Oliver. Okay. Now, John, I've known John a while. Um, he had me on his show, The John Oliver Presents, or whatever it was on Comedy Central. I can't remember exactly when we met, but he was on episode 298. That's a long time ago. And I don't know. We just get along. We get a kick out of each other. And this is when some kind of magic happens on this show. But John and I, not only are we, are we friends and we don't see each other that much, but uh, he also wrote the forward to our book, Waiting for the Punch, And now, you know, he's got the great show uh, last week tonight, starring John Oliver. There's a new season uh, starting up this month. But there's something about when we get together. And I I don't know how often you listen to this show. But sometimes, you know, there's, there's certain comics usually or people that understand me. Most of the time they know me a bit. But sometimes it happens with just regular guests who just get the vibe. They get... Me And they can kind of see through me in terms of of how sometimes I can be a little pokey and a little uh, mild um, ball busting going on some slight bullying occasionally. But ultimately, it's it's fairly it's not it's not deep. It's just sometimes how I communicate uh, slightly uh, defensive, not necessarily aggravated, but uh, but funny sometimes most of the time. And John is just one of these guys who makes me laugh to no end, yet he also gets me precisely. And I think I get him pretty well. We do come from different cultures, really. But there's just something about the pace. When you hang out with John, he operates at a very fast pace. And it's kind of like a ride. And I, my brain operates at a very fast pace, but I'll adapt to whoever's in the room here. And we just go. And we just went, and this is just one of those episodes that I think you're going to enjoy, because we did. God damn, we had a good time. There's been some real bangers, as some people say lately. Giamatti, boom. Bobby Lee, wow. And this one, it is really what we used to do all the time here on WTF. This was really the heart of how this show evolved and, and found its groove was me talking to my peers. And many of them I haven't talked to in years because we had this, you know, one guest, one time, occasionally a short one after that uh, policy. But now it's been over a decade for some of these people and a lot has happened in their lives, but the fundamental dynamic remains. I think I've gotten a little more, grounded at ease, uh, less aggravated. And, uh, I think I'm a little more fun. So these few episodes that are happening recently with people that have been on the past and people who I like Bobby, I see Bobby Lee all the time. And Paul, I don't know how that happened. It just was one of those things. And there's more coming up. It's, it's happening. I think it's because I needed more than ever to talk to people and to engage like this. Maybe you do too. Uh I'm in Portland Maine at the State Theater on Thursday March 7th, Medford Massachusetts at the Chevalier Theater on Friday March 8th, Providence Rhode Island at the Strand Theater on Saturday March 9th, Terrytown New York at the Terrytown Music Hall on Sunday March 10th, Atlanta Georgia I'm at the Buckhead Theater on Friday March 2nd. We also added a, a date. I don't even think it's up on the uh site. Yeah, I got to get it up there. I'm going to be at the Treefort Festival's Comedy Vertical Saturday, March 23rd, the day after Atlanta in Boise, Idaho. I'll have that up on the site uh, promptly. Might even be there by now, but I just want to make sure you knew right now because it just happened. The Treefort Music Festival's Comedy Vertical, uh, Comedy Fort, I guess it's called. Um, You can go to TreefortMusicFest.com. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to be. I I don't know that I've ever performed. I don't think I've performed in Idaho since I did Moscow, Idaho. Maybe I did it with Merman and Kindler years ago, but uh, I'm kind of excited about it. It looks like a, a pretty fun festival. I'll be in Madison, Wisconsin at the Barrymore Theater on Wednesday, April 3rd. Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the Turner Hall Ballroom on Thursday, April 4th. Chicago at the Vic Theater on Friday, April 5th. And Minneapolis at the Pantages Theater on Saturday, April 6th. All those dates, Madison, Milwaukee, Chicago, Minneapolis. Uh, Allie Makofsky will be joining me as my feature. Austin, Texas at the Paramount Theater on Thursday, April 18th as part of the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Go to WTFPod.com slash tour for tickets. Yes. Yes. So... When was the last time I talked to you guys? Monday, San Francisco. That's right, the day after the Castro. Before I had my uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller screening at the Roxy Theater, which was great, interesting, and 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 kind of an amazing new experience to watch it on a thirty-five millimeter print provided by uh, my pal Peter Kahnheim, and uh, that went very well. It was. It's just always exciting to watch that movie and and realize it's interesting. When you see a movie like dozens of times and you think you know it, you return to it and it's always new if it's a great movie. And that thing, I don't know, it's just got a lot of depth for me. I, I don't know how it affects others, but that went well. But that day, Sunday, me and my buddy, Jack Bulware, the uh, writer... We have been friends for years. He's been at both of my weddings. We've had ups and downs. We don't talk to each other much, not as much as we used to, and sometimes not for long periods of time. But he's up in San Francisco or in the Bay Area. He was for years. He's kind of moved a little out of there. But he wanted to do a piece on us going back to the early 90s when I lived in San Francisco for a couple of years and just kind of moved through the city, visiting the places that we used to hang out And it was just a a great day. This is an amazing thing about certain friendships, or maybe it's about all friendships. It is for me that when you have good friends, you probably only have a couple. And when you don't live in the same city, generally what I do, not unlike what I do here, is you put aside a half a day or a few hours to just kind of wait it out and talk just move through the world and talk, reconnect and get into a groove like anything else, like a comedy set, anything that you're, you're sort of into. And it was sort of, it happened at the Castro at the theater where, you know, it started off. Like I I felt it was me getting my footing. And then once you, once I get into the groove, it becomes effortless and good friendships are sort of like that. So me and Jack set out in the middle of this fucking, the winds, in San Francisco were crazy and we just started doing this stuff, going through the areas we used to do and kind of having these moments of pulling together or, or, or little triggers of our, our past, our separate past, our, our, uh, our combined past. But I met him back in, geez, it must've been 92 and there was a comedy scene in San Francisco. I think we met at the improv downtown that's long gone and I believe the first time we hung out, we went to the Mad Dog in the Fog on Lower Hate. And I'd been trying to stay sober. And uh, it was kind of a monumental day. I, I just He was like, you want a beer? And he said to me, he said, I just was like, ah, I don't know. And I, I just remember the pint. I think it was um, that uh, Red Hook, that Red Hook Ales. That still exists. It was before the IPAs, before the craft beers. It was like maybe the first one, Red Hook Ale or a big bass, a big bass and a pint glass. And I just drank it. And I told him I hadn't been drinking. And, you know, it's always an awkward position to put people in. But, you know, that just that started the friendship. And we went to all the old places that used to be sort of the regular haunts. Some of the the old comedy clubs we drove by the lower hate. We spent a good amount of time down there kind of reminiscing about Naked Eye, the video store. And I used to make the rounds. I don't know what you people do in your life. Jack had a job. He was working uh, at the Nose magazine. He was also a writer for SF Weekly. And later he ran the Litquake with some other people. But, like, as a comic, if I lived in a city, I would just find some places where I could park myself for at least an hour or two a day. I'd rather there be a person there, but sometimes it'd just be a coffee shop and I'd talk to whoever was around. But there was Naked Eye, this video store, this guy named Steve used to run. There was a couple of guys that worked there. And I'd just go in there for like an hour or two and and just hang out, talk about movies you got a record store, go to the record store, hang out, talk about records, bookstore, you know, a bookstore, hang out, talk about books, see who comes in, what's happening. Got a coffee shop, hang out. That's the life. That's been the life in every city I've lived in. So Jack and I were kind of moving through that. We were trying to identify where stuff was. And then like I had to go to the bathroom. He parked his car and I ran into this, I think it's called the International Cafe and there was this 10-piece jazz band in this little coffee shop. It was pretty big, but, but you know, a 10-piece jazz band anywhere is still a 10-piece jazz band. It was at least 10 pieces. And they were just going at it. And it was like, oh, my God. I ran out there, and I got Jack out of the car. I'm like, dude, this is happening. This is happening in real time. This is life. This is art. This is art in motion. This is immediate, man. We went in, got jacked up on a mocha. He did. I just had a regular cup of coffee. But that that was the way San Francisco was, man. We always talk about this one night. And, you know, there's some nights where you just ride a booze buzz just right. And there was this night where me and Jack... It was years ago. We started in the mission at a Mexican restaurant, Margaritas. Then we walk around the corner and we just hear this music coming out of a place down the mission, just power rock. And we went in there, was packed and just hang out there for like a half an hour, kind of bathe in the rock music. And then we kind of kept moving. Jack had some uh, some sort of invite to a, a strip club that was opening. We're not really strip club guys, but it sounded like a scene. And it was this completely not built yet strip club with just dozens and dozens of people and just naked women walking around. And then we went, we ended up at Tosca having some cocktails and it was just this beautiful arc of an evening. Sometimes those nights were, you know, the balance of booze, or blow or whatever uh, together is just right. But that was just a booze thing. But so this day that we hung out in San Francisco started to feel like that, man. We, you know, we get into the international cafe, there's jazz going. And then we just take a walk. I go into the life cafe to pick up my patchouli fix. We kind of look at like where the spaghetti Western used to be, where they had the biscuits and gravy. Kate's had the pancakes, the horseshoe cafe where you could get pints of coffee. And all these places had had brown sugar back in the day for the coffee and they all had those oat pucks. If you're from San Francisco you visited there at this area, all the coffee shops had these tightly wrapped oat pucks, these oat cakes that you could eat. So we just kind of wandered around the lower height. We took a ride up to the upper height. We took a ride down to the Mission, tracked down my old house, my old apartment on South Van Ness. But man... What a great day. And we just spent like from one o'clock to eight o'clock until we got to the movie, just talking, reminiscing, doing the thing, reflecting. And it was in this horrendous monsoon like weather. But this is just another point to this conversation is that what is happening environmentally, climate wise is something we'd all knew was coming. It wasn't a surprise. And now that it's here, we knew that we maybe could have done something about it, but not necessarily as individuals. We did the best we could. Maybe some of us, I don't know. But now it's here and there's really nothing to do but adapt and hope it doesn't get worse. But this weather is kind of crazy. I've never seen it before. The wind in San Francisco during this rain on that Sunday was insane. And we're walking through the Lower Haight and it was uh, just windy. The, the, the rain had slowed down. And I hear this huge kind of crack. And I, right as I turn, I see a tree fall onto a car in real time. And it was like, holy fuck, that tree just fell on that car. And I looked at it. And I had that moment where you're like, this is happening now. Nobody was hurt. But then you kind of walk on and there's nothing else you can do. It's a weird thing about this environmental disaster is people are just sort of like, man, I guess this is just the weather now. Trees are going to fall on cars. That's where we're at. That's it. This is a good trip. So, look, I prepped you at the beginning for this John Oliver conversation. What a great time we had. The new season of last week tonight premieres Sunday, February 18th on HBO. And it was it was great seeing John. And now you can listen to us hanging out. I was like, you know, what am I gonna do there? Am I gonna like call people I went to high school with? Like, hey dude, remember yeah. Yeah, I- there's a couple of them around. Guess he's back in town. Yeah, but like, but then I realized like I don't have to do that. I love the place and it'll be fine. I'll just hang out. I'll be old, and the fucking everything's going. I'm just. I've been. Doing... You yeah, will be old. That was unavoidable. Pull man. that up. Yeah, That's... you get it right to your mouth. Is that, is the, it, yeah. This is what? your old radio
1: technique. I love. What? I love little little <laughs> flashes of radio mark. Pull that up. <laughs> I get, I love... on, get on the mic.
0: What are you doing? Are you fucking
1: new to this? I love. Radio Mark, that's a skill that does not exit your body, does it? I am offended by the distance of your mouth from that mic. Yeah. So let's correct that straight away. Yeah,
0: Yeah. like, what are you doing? You know how to do this. You're professional. I can't stand when i got to sit here and ride the levels. I love radio skills. Some idiot doesn't know how to fucking talk on a microphone. And believe me, I can't tell you how many times I've had to do that. Because then it gets to the point where it's like... Am I gonna say it again? It's like just get yeah. on the mic. That's right. These mics are sensitive, they're specific, and they're not they're not here. Yep. This is where they are. Right. So you're gonna yeah. say it once <sighs> firmly and then you're not gonna, just, gonna say it at the same time. You're just gonna just see. Watch, watch <laughs> the fucking idiot drift, start talking <laughs> talking over here and just hope that Brendan yeah. can fix it later. Yeah. And apologize for it. I don't know. I didn't realize it was such a skill. But the, here's the thing, dude. I was just just texting with my uh, friend James Gray, the popular film director. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, we're both feeling, uh, I, I wouldn't say cynical. I would say, you know, straight up uh, relatively hopeless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, like, I enjoy your show because, yeah. you know, it's weird. I was able to make the, the transition. Like, Rachel Maddow contextualized things for me. And then she, I guess she decided she'd had enough of that.
1: <laughs> enough of providing context? Yes. Yeah, just going to go, no, let's make this about me.
0: Yeah, yeah, something. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's doing uh, radio shows about Spiro Agnew. It's like, the world's on fire. And you're trying to find historic precedent? <laughs> hey, to- Nero, put the violin down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want, you're want you looking for a historical precedent to douchebags? How far do you want to go back for more douchebags? <laughs> That's true. We're in the age of Let's the douchebags. Let's revisit LBJ
1: <laughs> to see if there are any lessons <laughs> for today. Right. The, the, those, no one gives a fuck. Yes. But stick with today. The house is on fire. Exactly. I don't need to learn about how houses previously burned. Yeah, well this you know, one's ablaze.
0: Well on some level it's yes. some sort of strange uh it's it's it's, the, it's a rationalization of history that, you know, you seek precedent, uh, you know, that like, oh, it's been bad before. Yeah, but it's different kind True. of bad now because, you know, the culture has become shallow, that these machines that we hold in yes. our hands all day uh, are, 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 are just, you know, trauma mills. And they shatter the brain's ability to contextualize properly. And they guarantee... If your brain is not engaged properly, that you will you will just become an appendage, yes, of a cultural noise. But that, I mean,
1: it's true that things have been bad before, though, right? That context is real, and it's okay. ever so slightly stabilizing. Uh-huh. But I think where I would agree there is what you're dealing with now with the way that people consume media and basically events in the world around them is rocket fuel. And I don't know that we've had to go through things with rocket fuel like this before. Well, we haven't. That's just a fact. And so to that extent, certain challenges are new and exponentially larger than before. And I don't know what they're going to mean, but it doesn't feel
0: good. The big mistake really was giving everyone a voice. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) listen, listen, Stalin.
1: (laughs) The thing is, you make it. It's not 100% <laughs> untrue, is it? Because yeah, it, it sounds great. Yeah. Give everyone a voice, and then you realize, wait, what did that did guy that say? T- that oh, something- no, he needs to shut the <laughs> fuck up, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that guy.
1: Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah. yeah, don't yeah. give him a voice, yeah. and then already you've oh, bro- no,
0: broken the egalitarian society instantly. Everyone's got one. And, uh, you know, and some people don't even have to use their name. Most people. Everyone's got... <laughs> <laughs> they can yeah. all chime yes. in. But uh, I don't know, man. I think about this stuff a lot. Yes, it's very, very, very dark. And I
1: don't know how to... Well, you do, the, con- it.
0: You do the contextualizing.
1: Because I, I, I find it personally helpful. Yeah. But I will, in certain ways, it's more depressing. I think the thing that really rocked me in that early days of the... Actually, not even in the early days of the pandemic. Yeah. As we began to exit it. Yeah. You always hope, right? Until yeah. the pandemic... In my head, I thought, well, if there is a seismic event that actually exposes the gigantic flaws in the way that society is structured, in a way that nobody can deny because it's right in front of them, and that we're so adept at ignoring, hypothetically, if such a thing could happen, maybe that would be our hope. We'll grow from it. But once that's happened, in my mind, things I felt dark. I think. Well, hold on, we saw it. You saw the extent to which society is letting down the most vulnerable people in it. You watched yeah. it happen, yeah. you agreed it was a problem, and you didn't go back to fix it. That
0: is <sighs> what? devastating. Not go back to fix it. I feel like at least 30% of the people in this country are waiting until they can legally kill them. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what is that? I do it's just funny. I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> on one
1: hand, that's the, almost the darkest thing you could possibly say. On the other hand, my body reacted to that with a gleeful laugh. I don't know what to tell you about that. Well that's
0: that. because there is historical precedent. <laughs> oh,
1: Hunting Humans for sport, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, I think that that to me is the thing that hammered me during the pandemic towards the end of that first phase of the pandemic was realizing oh we're not going to learn from this so what does that mean no they used it as
0: a wedge issue like Mm -hmm. so thoroughly you you can't you know the the propaganda machine on so many levels is so profound you know like you know, uh, regular people and and liberals are just sort of like you know should we should we put something on the bulletin board (laughs) where should we put the stickers that is
1: absolutely true yeah
0: (laughs) There's that. Look at these bumper stickers. There's
1: that sense of well, there's a precedent in the way of uh, handling this kind of disinformation. Oh, you're dealing with something. This is a different beast. Totally. This beast. It's coming at you. Will eat your bulletin messages. Yeah, and it'll eat your brain. And it will shit them back into your face.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. You're you're just three clicks away from being algorithmed into psychosis. Yes, and I don't know that it's that
1: people have got better at disinformation. Mm. I think it's just we've we are so much weaker. Than I think even my darkest expectations wanted us. Weaker to be. how?
0: Mentally, socially? Yeah, just susceptible. Emotionally? Just susceptible to it. Oh, yeah. so just a bunch of soft brained idiots looking for parasocial interactions. Yeah, because you want, you, I guess,
1: it's the way that, again, in the pandemic, yes. you could see, as I tried to, like you were saying, yeah. look for context as a person, right. and also through the show, yeah. was realizing, oh, there is a, there is a completely understandable desire. In times of chaos, to reach for conspiracy theories because they provide a sense of structure in when everything is yeah, just anarchic. Yeah. So, a functioning dogma. I, I think I think it's the same yeah. way that when Princess, this is to go back to Britain, when Princess Anna died. Yes. Crazy conspiracy theories about yeah. the, having the Queen bumper off. I there was part of me, yeah, that was completely could see the appeal yeah. in that. Partly because it didn't make any sense that this woman could be killed in a classic car crash incident in a tunnel, tunnel. It yeah. didn't make sense and yeah. that is frightening yeah so what makes more sense is well the world is fundamentally ordered by this yeah ridiculous master old plan. lady with a gold hat yeah
0: yeah 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 a, a dark
1: master it plan. will be done and that's actually more comforting than the truth is that any of us could get smashed into a of
0: course column at any second yeah, and, 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 and deal with it yeah and no one's that organized you yeah. know yeah, this isn't fucking movies <laughs> You know I mean, I just watched the first John Wick, you know, and I yeah. and I was able to suspend my disbelief to enjoy him, yeah. you know, fighting for the Of course. Yeah. There's an elemental attraction yeah. to John John Wick. Yeah. Isn't yeah, but it? But you think that hotel where you it, use gold coins it's
1: great. and just killers. There's a system. All I'm looking for is a fucking system. Everyone, even is, even
0: revenge should have a system yeah, to especially it. Especially when it's about the death of Anna. It to be a
1: coin-based system There yeah. has to be a location where the rules don't apply. I like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's true. Everyone, it's like it's the same thing with religion. The brain is built for it Mm -hmm. because it can't handle the existential terror of it not having a system, Mm -hmm. right? Yes, but
1: uh, but it's the John Wick universe is a religion in an in is an almost fully formed religious universe.
0: Sure, the Marvel universe is. They're all the Marvel universe is even more elaborate. You know that's. (laughs) <laughs> I like
1: the coin based system. Me too. And, uh, and, and, and the, a hotel, a the well no judgment hotel,
0: hotel yeah. where you can walk in with you holding your arm <laughs> that's been shot off. Oh, oh, and you allow dogs too? Sure. I yeah, kind of like this place. On. So, yeah, I guess you need us to call the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> a good doctor on site. I mean, that's, well, that's a, a that's a, that's a prestige. Hell of hotel. a hotel. Yeah, a hell of a hotel. And they, if they fuck up, they give you a car.
1: I'm not saying we're that, sorry, Mr. I'm Wick. Not saying the hotel is perfect morally, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm giving it an excellent <laughs> review. I had a fantastic stay.
0: <laughs> exactly. I've been watching a, a lot of movies, but I was talking to to James and this sort of craving for something, some depth, some place to kind of, you know, keep your emotions in context, you know, somehow to express the feelings uh, that your heart is capable of. I find I've been watching old movies, new movies, Hmm. like not just to distract me, but just to make sure that my heart is kind of working properly still.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, that makes sense to me. Yeah. I I guess I felt like that again during the, definitely in the early days of the pandemic when when the Body count is getting higher and higher. And you're in New York. I'm I'm, I'm in New York doing the show from home, losing I'm, my oh, mind. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the weight void. Yeah. yeah, and and kind of having some version, the best functional version of a nervous breakdown that I can have. Right. W- along with everyone. Right. Yeah. And part of that concern was that the thing i love more than anything else is making comedy right (laughs) making the comedy show yeah and it feels like it's the only way that i can process this and i don't know if it is remotely appropriate right so (laughs) whether uh, whether anyone and and your home (laughs) whether exactly whether anyone wants this it's all projection because i can't hear the i can't hear a validating or negative response so it is just one man losing his mind in a tiny room yeah right so uh, the as crazy as it is to say, the yeah. thing that actually gave me the first moment of hope was we had uh, we got people to track down this rat erotica painting, right? Yeah. Very, very, oh, yeah, I remember, very, yeah. very, very, very stupid joke. Yeah. Immensely silly, right? Yeah. The exact kind of thing that I was worried no longer applied. Right. When sure. death counts are in the bottom corner of CNN. Yeah. Right. And when when this guy turned up in like a hazmat suit. Yeah. Presenting me with this 1970s Pennsylvania rap porn painting. (laughs) Yeah. It just, there was something so deeply in me that found it funny and ridiculous. It took a significant weight of the world falling apart. You think, oh, well, if I'm going down, I'm going down joking about dumb shit. And it it gave me more faith in the the possibility of a future going forward than I am comfortable admitting. Yeah. It was the sole bright point I'd had in weeks, and I didn't know if another one was coming.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think that I think that's revealing of of what people need. Y- you know, like and also just the fact of of interaction. The fact that somebody came to you with it.
1: Yes. Oh, it was in, exactly. In, exactly. It was all of that. It was the fact that we we said C- can anyone track this painting down? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It Doesn't matter. The <laughs> yeah. fact that people actually tried to track it down, then did, then someone was willing to sell it to us. Yeah. Then some yeah, guy In a FedEx truck. was willing to bring it to me. Risk his life. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And I could hold it up in front of a camera and say something like, this feels like hope. Like it's a joke, but it wasn't. It's not a joke. It really wasn't. That was 0% of a joke. Some things are still working. Yes, I know. (laughs) I know. And yeah, all the rhythm of a joke presented like you're supposed to laugh at it, but I was being 100% serious. So I, I mean, but how, but how do you feel now? I mean, in the context of going into an election. Or, well, I mean, or just like, in I mean you're,
0: like, how do you like? What is the pro- so? Uh, let me do it on the mic. Congratulations on the Emmy wins. Oh, thank <laughs> Thanks, Mark. and can I? I just want to qualify that by saying I get nothing. <laughs> I get nothing. I do good work, and I get nothing. You're...
1: You're saying that out loud like you thought it was necessary to say. I heard it through the S of wins. So I I, I appreciate you saying it, but I guess this speaks to you as an actor yeah, now, sure. Mark. Yeah. That you're able to get across the unsaid. That subtext. Yeah, maybe thing. I should
0: give myself more credit. No one needed yeah, that no, subtext. Oh, when sorry. you lent in yeah. heavily to the mic on
1: wins, yeah. we all heard it. I, I don't have as much control over that as I'd like as an actor. You have zero control over it. That's that's what makes you such a magnetic person to watch. Oh, here it
0: is. Oh, it's all coming out. <laughs> yeah, good. Good. So so now I just they just need to give awards for that. What do you call that? <laughs> is there, can you make a category for it? I'm sure they can. All right. Well they and made sure you a new won't. one, didn't they? What, what happened with
1: your category? Oh, we got punted out of our category. Yeah, yeah into a different but category. It's a more
0: challenging category, so, actually.
1: Similar but different. Is it? I don't know. Why'd you just, get punted out of the talk show? I have show? no idea. You don't no, know nothing. No, to I think do with you're lying me. To me. It's nothing to do with me. No, I know that, but I why- I lobby to say, can you please can you remove please take me from us out the
0: talk show category yeah, and put right. us in the same category as, you know, Tr- Carol Burnett at 100 and Saturday Night Live?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were put in a different category. Yeah. But you won it. We won. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Shows them. It will- sh- I, Who does it show? I don't
0: know. Yeah. Who, who's them there? My parents? I don't know. HBO? Yeah. Did you, were your parents voting? David Zaslav? <laughs> <laughs> Were your parents voting? I don't even know who votes for those things.
1: <laughs> no, it its uh, i appreciate because it'll bias. It—I I think what it probably does for yeah. us is bias existence. In of
0: course, I mean, like if you—but you, if you go, what does HBO have? Yeah, you know, and I mean, aren't they? Haven't they been absorbed by Discovery or somebody? What is it?
1: Everyone is. Uh, yeah, they, sure, they've been absorbed by Discovery. They might get absorbed. We've had three different owners in the ten years that we've been there. I don't think we'll be done here. Yeah, yeah, it's it is. It's like, you know, new dads moving into the home. You think, do I need to learn your name? Yeah. yeah. There's another one coming. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you just hope they're not abusive.
1: That's right. And they they all
0: are. They are somehow (laughs) one way or the other, whether it's actively or passively.
1: There's a whole sense of you're not my kid with every new dad that comes in. Yeah, I know. I'm not.
0: Yeah. But so many of them have so little ability to make new kids. That they sort of have to fucking suck it up, don't That's they? right. They're just given a bunch of fucking yeah. orphans, and you're like, good luck. That's
1: right. If if these gigantic mergers or anything, they're just mass adoptions. Yeah. And then
0: you're, you're mad at these children that I, you I would bought. Call, I, I would call it a foster situation. I, I don't know if they're actual adoptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll right. watch the kid until yeah. somebody else wants it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but what is the process? Because, I mean, it seems to... Like, I have a hard time talking about certain things. It's taken me months to figure out how to address uh, Israel on stage, you you know. And here, you know, I'm wary to to sort of even ponder it out loud because of my uh, lack of education about the situation uh, in terms of historically. And I don't want to be co-opted or used by either side for, you know, as an example, which seems to be the mode at which public people are... Are utilized. Yes. People think you're going to represent what they think, and if you don't, then fuck you. Yes. You fascist. You anti semite. Whatever mm-hmm. it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Those are two different things. Now, by the way, um, <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. Let's well, nice to be specific with language. We're, you know, we're fascist and anti semite are the two school. the two operative. Yeah, that's uh, right. Two uh,
1: things uh, can be true.
0: There's a, on the Venn diagram. On there's, there's on some overlap, there. but there's some separation. Right. So yeah but uh but how do you balance that shit when you are in a writer's room when you make the decision to do any show or to yeah. talk about gaza yeah i mean what what is the what is the breakdown? How do you choose a story? Well, I mean, generally, it's
1: from what is like intriguing at first right because yeah. you we managed to build this machine that can go and find answers for us uh, and we have how does that work well you, the, i guess the beauty is you've got smart researchers who yeah. now partly from the fact that we've been on for so long, have access to incredible experts. And so all of a sudden, you can get real information back. You, know? you well, can. There's yeah. guys
0: in your office. There's a
1: room of... of- they, they can reach out to whoever... Whatever story we're talking about to say... To experts, yeah. you know, not advocates, although we'll reach out to them as well on all sides yeah. to get a sense of what they want and right. what experts think actually exists. And there can be, obviously, some distance between those two things. Uh, and then... Then we'll kind of build a story from there. But those are like to to make the foundation strong. That is where the story begins. Whatever we're talking about, whether it's homeowners associations or but you do like the
0: the one topic thing is like it's uh, yeah that what I like about it not unlike like Rachel at times or uh, that type of show which there aren't many of is that uh, this is uh, contextualizing and educating.
1: Yeah, although we don't, we have the benefit of not being having to throw to a commercial break. I think at that point we'd be fucked yeah. because you lose people, right? Yeah, You're, you need to sure. hold people's attention. Sure. so So some of our stories now are like 25, 30, so you do the some funny joke minutes. You know, sure. Hold them.
0: Yeah, you, you, you yeah. hold
1: and then just drag them back. Yeah, in, right, yeah, yeah. Here's Jingle some jangle. stuff that might be boring, but look, uh, look, <laughs> uh, look at this. <laughs>
0: anyway, we're uh, running prison camps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Here's a funny thing.
0: I know. I get the system. Yeah, I understand how it works. Stick and move. Right? I broke it down. I broke it down. Uh-oh. It's getting a little dense. He's well, going to do something silly. He, here he comes. He's
1: getting up from the desk. He's going somewhere. Wow, this must have been dark. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's going to do a thing. <laughs> How much money did that cost at the end?
1: That's right. You've can. you got kind of to reverse engineer.
0: Yeah. If the, if the whole
1: show yeah. ends with a gigantic bird puppet, you know that the 25 minutes running up to that yeah. were
0: really dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or the end-of-the-year explosion. Yeah, you save up exactly, for that. You, exactly. What is that? You collect money from the from the staff? Or do you, just, you make sure you budget the end-of-the-year explosion? You, you, you aggregate all of your budget. You <laughs>
1: deny how much it actually cost to HBO. Yeah. And then you hope that you win a golden trophy so they don't ask too many follow-up questions. And you blow shit up. Yep. You blow shit up. Which in a act of deep catharsis.
0: But like, I do like the fact that for some reason, because of, I think, your innate Britishness and your sense of humor, that... You you do irritate I love to. the right. And Oh and,
1: uh, just in general. I like to irritate.
0: No, no, but I mean but you know, you can i don't know if you have to necessarily hold your own, but I mean they certainly have come after you. Sure. And and it's not like you're gonna go engage on Twitter all day or no, anything. I'm not. No, I'm not. But I'm, you I'm can not, address it casually or, or That's the thing. I'm not I'm not available for those kind
1: of interactions. So, right. so yeah, I will I will speak through the show yeah. and that's basically it.
0: Yeah. But you can speak pretty directly.
1: Yeah, you can speak directly, and I know I'm I'm speaking with like with deep foundation. Sure. Therefore, I believe completely in what I'm saying. And if you don't like it, then that is absolutely your prerogative. And you have lawyers. But I know that what I'm saying is factually right.
0: And what about engaging lawyers? How does that work as the show? Do you just have, like, oh, not yeah. unlike your research department, do you have <laughs> yeah. a, a room which is... Just two, two layers.
1: W- we have lawyers. HBO has lawyers. They, yeah. They, you know, there's, and there's just non-stop tension yeah. in there. And, you, you, and some you will know, t- we'll, we'll be working for you know, a month on a story. Yeah. You keep them out of it and you yeah. say, hey, by the way, we're <laughs> going to talk about Amazon. All of a sudden, oh, we're going to have to conflict out. Oh, are you? Oh, you're going to have to conflict out. What does that out. mean? Was, Amazon, you know, that means they're, Amazon's already a client. We're going to have to... Uh, uh, you're going to have to get a new lawyer. Yeah. Do- doesn't matter. It all comes down to... There's a, God, kind of we're fun- living in the
0: age of a lawyer.
1: Yes, although the fundamental tension yeah. in our show, yeah. with, with, in our relation with the lawyers, is I, I think we have two different interpretations of what their job is. Yeah, And I think they would say that their job is to stop us getting sued, and I would say that their job is to make sure that when we are sued... <laughs> We win, right? And the distance between those two things is where real tension happens.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 sort of amazing to me. Maybe either I didn't notice it, or this is a relatively new thing that in the last decade it's it's been just a fucking amazing time for lawyers. Yes. Everybody sues everybody. Yes. This is the way it works. Politics, mm-hmm. no matter what. Was yep. there always that much suing going on? I don't I, think there was. I
1: don't know. You'd have to speak to that. Why I, don't you do I, a show I, on that suing? I, I think we. Uh... <laughs> Well, we've been sued. <laughs> so I know that. Well, we did the the coal guy, right? Yeah, exactly. But I, Now, can I, you
0: even talk about that guy? Yeah,
1: because it's done. Well, he's dead now, so you can talk Thank about God. him. I am I think it's a net positive for everybody on <laughs> Earth that he's dead. I think it would have been better if he'd happened sooner. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm alone in saying that, but yeah. I'd also be fine if it was just me. Yeah, so for that, for that, right, knew he was going to sue because he was threatening during the research of that first episode in yeah. coal. I knew it was going to happen. It was inevitable. Uh, so... He did. Yeah. And then we're tied up for years. And I, I don't want to, like, minimize the fact that's a lot of time, right? That's a lot of money that it costs. Yeah. Right? Our, our legal insurance goes up. Right. But I was fiercely of the opinion that HBO should not back down and settle with him because that's that was his M.O., right? right. He would sue local Just newspapers with these slapsuits. Yeah. yeah, and they can't carry those costs. So they're going to settle. And they're they're going to back down because they're, they're, their existence is under threat. So yeah. it was just massively important to me that they stood by us then and to their credit they did meaning that you could it could we could win and then tell him to go fuck himself but yeah. he, even even when he eventually abandoned and didn't appeal again there was again the lawyers are really happy saying okay it's over and there's part of me thinking oh, come on one more appeal let's <laughs> I'm not done yet yeah <laughs> it, it's like it's like a boxer like a referee saying, he, he's done here like, yeah, no, yeah. no no I want to hit him a few more times I'm yeah. still mad
0: yeah the old man the old monster <laughs> kick the monster kick kick the old man when he's literally down oh, yes he deserves to well he's going to be familiar with burning that's right and he, yeah yeah but, but so so
1: you would have to speak to like i think from as a uh, the rest of the world has always seen america as litigious based economy yeah so whether that's been supercharged over the last 10 20 years it you, seems you like most to to
0: lawyers that. in america will have an opportunity to defend trump with with something oh for, sure
1: for that I mean, that's <laughs> again he is
0: He's turning through he them. is
1: a job provider in yeah. that sense undeniably and you have to give it to him
0: <laughs> He's a tremendous job provider for the law industry
1: yes i don't i don't I don't know if there's the jobs that his his crowds think he's providing, but he is providing them. You have to give him that now, i ha- I will concede that point
0: now, what about your protection? i mean when you started you know making fun of uh the Chinese president, yeah and this kind of stuff you yeah. at what level of personal threat do you deal with <laughs> well like personally emotionally, I don't deal with it at all, yeah.
1: So uh, I kind of deny the benefit it exists. of yeah. What, I, I can displace that. Oh, I can really? I can laugh at it
0: no matter how big. It, no, it, but that's how deep the English is. Yeah, because it's <laughs> the bigger the bigger the funnier in my mind. Yeah. So yes,
1: you can like we we baited the, Ramzan Kadarov, who runs Chechnya. Yeah. He's very angry. The fact he's like going on a Twitter tear against me. Yeah. Uh, it just fills me with joy, right? Yeah. It, fills, it fills a hole that but I didn't know are, I had. These are dangerous men. Yeah, but that kind of, I, <laughs> yes, you're right. I can see that. You, you, you sound a little like my wife, but yes. <laughs> but I, there is a real thrill in irritating them, right? But especially because, you know, not to analyze it too much, you, you know that they, they are very comfortable people and maybe sometimes discomfort in the pettiest possible form is all you can do. So if you know that you've gotten to one of them, there is a, there is a charm to it. And I, I'm not, you know, we have security at the show. I, they say we need it. I, I, I think it's overblown, but I,
0: yeah. I always think of the casualness by which the group of mafia uh, leaders killed Aaron, Alan King's character in Casino. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, mm-hmm. why, why not? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yes, he's a good guy. Eh, yeah, all right, but yeah, just for safety's sake. Yeah, but let's take him out.
1: Yes, of course. But I, I think the things. I guess the real truth is that some of the things that bring me the most happiness. Yeah, are finding out that people I would like to be annoyed are angry at me. Yeah. So, like, when you hear.
2: The Sackler Sackler
1: family want to come to the office to speak to you. You're like, oh, they sound really mad. Oh, did they come? They no, because because that's not how anything fucking works. Like, we we were engaging with them during that story. They're like, oh, can we come talk to me? You can talk to us right now through these channels. This is how this works. We're researching. Like, if if it's a kind of charm offensive, let me save you a trip.
0: Well, how's that going to work? You like? Do you like painting? (laughs) Would you like a painting? We have the whole wing that they're about to take our name off Do you off want a free museum
1: tour? I think we're past the free museum tour. Here. <laughs> you know. want, do you want to do it at night yeah, Just have, with your wife? Have you Googled your family's surname? Let me do it for you now. And I'll just, I'll just read the first five hits. And it's not a perfect barometer, but it's pretty ugly. <laughs> they're calling you murderers. Now, legally, I know that's a loaded definition.
0: Practically, I think the case is there. But they still, but ultimately they still get off with a few, a little bit of money. They're doing fine, aren't they? Who, oh, oh, for sure.
1: Sh- yeah, I think that's still ongoing, right? Yeah. Case. but yeah, I think the, the if the deal that they made holds up, then they get off to a sh- shameful. I would argue criminal extent.
0: Yes. Well it's 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 just sort of interesting, like you know, anyone who carries that family's name, because I know somebody who knows a sackler and they, they and they wanted me to yes. you meet them and they're sort of like, no, she's one oh, of the good Sacklers. We,
1: But ha- <laughs> I believe me, yeah, we right. had so many of those calls. Not that kind of sackler. And then you look them up and you go, I mean not not that kind of sackler. <laughs> Close.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cousins count. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you were so against what was happening right yeah, Where yeah. do you live? Yeah, Where right. are you calling from right now? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um that kind of trouble, I, you like I really, really well, like I mean,
0: it. Well, the, you know, you're definitely sticking it to him, which is great. Yeah, it's fun. And on some level, you know, if the leader of Chechnya is, like, you know, ranting about you on Twitter, he's obviously, you know— He's doing it in the modern way. You, uh, you know, he's not, you know, you're not yes. walking down the street and you don't know, take two he's bullets allowed. to the head. He's allowed. He, yeah. If
1: I talk to like shit post about me.
0: Sure. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Then you have evolved as a person
1: That's because right, I'm not in a gulag. So I well, actually I, think this should be celebrated. Right. In yeah. America. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, my wife occasionally will say, oh, I'd really like to go to Thailand. You go, I can't actually. Go I, got, <laughs> I got a less majestic charge. The royal family there. So what actually, I What happened? I can't go. What did you do in Thailand? Oh, n- nothing. They just oh, we made fun of the Thai monarchy. You can't do that. Oh, like they've, there's a, oh so there's a chance you go there, you'll be caned? Yeah, you know, and you then you just get picked up at the airport. So yeah. maybe I can't go to Thailand. But, you know, would I have enjoyed Thailand yeah. as much as I enjoyed Upsetting insulting them? the Thai monarchy? I would argue no. <laughs>
0: like, but would you? do you enjoy anywhere?
1: Yeah. You do. You like vacations? No, not oh, oh. at all, oh. no. But I, you know, I like going to places. You do? I, I went to um, what's the last time? I mean, I've got little kids now, so I haven't been many. places. How many? Two. Oh, okay. I went to oh, you know, I went to very briefly. I went to India to interview the Dalai Lama, but they were so even being there for a few days yeah. was fantastic. It's so,
0: it, it looks amazing to me. It's great.
1: It's a truly chaotic place in the best possible way. Yeah. I, I loved it so much. I, I am desperate to go back. Yeah. It it really was a, a ridiculous, an almost insultingly
0: brief visit. Did you have to get a lot of shots? No. Oh. No. Things have changed? Do you just stay away from it? Like...
1: Yeah, I mean, there's like going to any country, yeah. you should probably be cognizant of what you're eating and whether your stomach can handle it. Yeah. Um, But no, it was amazing. Uh, I got, got on the way back, went to see Taj Mahal. You and did? It kind of, It's. it's Pretty great.
0: Yeah, it's amazing when you look at things that aren't, you know, kind of ruined and boring, like everything in well, America, I mean, I lo- England.
1: Yeah. Oh, come on, Mark. What? I mean, this is, Britain still has many, many, now, are many of our greatest buildings ruins? Yes, but you've got to think backwards. The no. context, to go
0: back to context, Mike, you've no, got No, I guess, to think I guess about... what I mean is a, a different history. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, like, I don't mean to be of that course. condescending. I like England, I like going there, and I, and I enjoy the castles. And I like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure you're aware of, you may never have
1: sound more American than that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The gardens are nice. I like they're the gardens, castles. The castles, yeah. the gardens. Oh man, they're,
1: they're, the palaces, museums, <laughs> tremendous. Which king was this? Okay, yeah. in one ear out the other.
0: Well, yeah. I loved right, it. Right, right. seen it. Yeah, check. It's, it's the same with uh, Ireland. How old this wall? Holy fuck! That's an old wall. Old, BC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What am I supposed to do? I can only take so much history. And I can still enjoy the people. I enjoy the people. Well, and I could, I could not recommend
1: India harder. Oh, it's an amazing place. But
0: what? Okay, so now. okay, what are we going to do about the futility of (laughs) you could let it
1: hang? Feel free to let that hang in the air. Let's let's just all enjoy the fact that we're all filling it in and coming up with different, (laughs) equally valid, depressing (laughs) ends to that sentence.
0: Do you (laughs) take it? So are you out doing a road show with Seth Meyers?
1: No, well, oh. I, I did. Uh, I, w- I went out for the first time in a long time during the strike. I I got to go out because I had to pay the staff. Yeah, so I just ran. I, I just ran all over the place doing gigs or yeah, stand up for the first time in a long time, packed together. I try and do it at least once a year, but you know, yeah, you know, yeah, that's not enough. Yeah, uh, so I, I got <laughs> so, to do it for
0: months. <laughs> so you brought a variety show on the road. You had a no, fiddler and uh... no, 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 oh. just me. Okay, just, just me.
1: Uh, and then, did um, you I, do q and A? Q&A? No, stand up. Okay. okay. Oh, boy. God, you know how to hurt. I'm actually having to change the way I sit. That hurts so much. God. Damn it. That's a fucking precision strike. What do you do? A QA. Because I agree with you. That's a. But the fuck.
0: I'm sorry, I took, I'm sorry. No, no, it's that really. <laughs> <I'm> sorry,
1: <laughs> you, you got did,
0: me. You got me. Just, you just said you <laughs> no, got to do no, it more than a, once
2: a year.
1: Hour, yeah, I, I, I ran, ran around clubs quickly. Okay, okay. I developed an all hour right. and a half a stand. Right. Up, I promise. Yeah. There's no fucking Q and A. It's okay. all A. Okay, okay. your yeah. Q's are not involved okay. here. Okay, good. <laughs> and it's a valid question, and and it wounded to be asked. It A <laughs> A Q and A, the cowards' entertainment. <laughs> Any I questions I yeah. <laughs> did you do
0: any work or are we are we bearing some of the responsibility
1: for tonight's entertainment
0: I'm riffing I'm riffing this is what people like is yeah it? yeah oh is it yeah. well we'll see about that it's a big business for people the Here's a question
1: is the next hour and a half gonna feel enough at the end of it
0: yeah Here's the answer. <laughs> he, Not from no. the look of
1: your face right now. He
0: hit, he, some of these guys hit a certain age. You just go out with some slides that, from the career, oh. and then you do the Q and A at the end. Damn it! And that's a big night at the retirement center. Okay, let's let's make, right.
1: let's make an agreement right now. If either <sighs> you or I get at that position, the other one is coming and putting a pillow over off.
0: That's fine. That's fine. I, you know,
1: I I will hold it until the twitching stops. The day you say, yep.
0: Hey, so uh, a question? Air America? No. <laughs> I will admit to having done like an hour and a half, two hour show and, you know, and that's not fine and not quite knowing how to get off stage and be like, all right, so that's fine. Okay. Yeah, in fact, at the, in fact,
1: yeah. in full disclosure, yeah. when uh, Seth and I do that, we're going to do the beacon once a month, yeah. we'll each do an hour stand up. Yeah. Then we will do a Q&A at the end. But before the Q&A, to your point, just to show Tight exactly stand-up. how sensitive I am to this. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> we'll, the lights will come up we'll and go, this evening is over. Right. Contractually, we're done. If you want to stay yeah. for some Q&A, yeah. you can. I will understand if you leave. You've got a like three-minute period now. Yeah, Get out. How many leave? Let's say, uh, we, so we've only done it a couple of times. Less than you'd think, and yeah. I think less 10 minutes in than, w- than wanted to <laughs> <laughs> When they realize, oh, yeah. this is about just a flounder. But, right. yeah. I, but after doing tight stand-up... Uh-huh. it. It's it is attractive to have a bit of chaos with Yeah,
0: Seth. loosen it up. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you go out and you were doing that too, but you weren't because I thought I saw bill with you and Seth in Santa Fe or somewhere. No, 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 no,
1: no. We just do we just do the beacon together.
0: Oh, time. maybe that was just the Seth show.
1: Yeah, could be. Yeah. yeah so his, his in laws are in uh, Albuquerque. I
0: think. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so so you go did the, you did the stand up just to, yeah, all to over, keep the all over the, the money coming in. Yeah. Basically yeah, just move and you do move, pretty move the money into payroll. Okay. Now here's my question about futility is that when you remove tolerance from, you know, the the cultural discourse, or when you remove tolerance from the civic body, which is what's happening, you know, democracy is relatively impossible. When polarization yeah. is so defined by antagonism that there's no ability for tolerance and people double down on being intolerant. Yeah. That the idea that you're talking to, you know, like-minded people all the time, I just feel like, you know, there's no, there's no bridging the gap anymore. So what are we doing?
1: So just giving people relief as. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. I mean, maybe some, it will be relief. And uh, right
0: Maybe you'll Someone inspire say. somebody to do something that actually matters <laughs> me anybody like I just it's just like we I talk a lot about the the polarization of comedy that there is a separate show business that is driven by you know uh entrepreneurial comics, which is fine, but there's also a new audience yeah. you know based on you, you know uh, uh an amalgamation of of m m a people uh conspiracy whack jobs yeah. uh you know people that uh only eat meat and um there's this idea that they're comedy fans, but they're really not. There's a tribalization of going course. on, but there is a line being drawn in terms of what comedy should be, and it's bothersome.
1: As of it, course, I, it's bothersome. It's just, it feels also intellectually bankrupt. Totally. What it should be to who? Like, yeah. To, to a certain extent, right? This is to decide what they want to go and see, right? So you can, you can go and see a comedian just, again, who eats nothing but meat if you want.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, again, we've given voice to too many. And now like I, theoretically I could be framed now as exactly what the liberal agenda the liberal authoritarianism. But
1: theoretically yeah. in bad faith you can be you can be framed as anything. And 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 fighting that it's is It's all bad faith, especially when right?
0: Yeah, well, especially when it comes to jokes. How many jokes can you do like on your show that is they're reacting to as if you said something completely serious that this is a position point and it was a joke?
1: Yeah, I really try not to do that. Like the 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 idea of applause without laughter is painful. Right?
0: No, but I mean like how it can be re Interpreted or recontextualized that like he wasn't making a joke, this is how he feels oh yeah, I, Shit, I, yeah man. But you are pu- you I mean you know this, yeah, deep down,
1: you are pouring energy down a fucking drain, yes, because I, I think uh, responding to all that. You could, yeah yeah definitely. Course, responding yeah. to it either literally responding to it or even physically responding to it in any way because you can't control it. <sighs> You, you just can't. As frustrating as that is, and as a control freak, yeah. like letting that go is frustrating. Yeah, but you can't control it. No, of course. So for for some of our stories on the show, yeah. there are points at which, right, y- you don't want it just to be a bomb, right? You don't just want to preach to the choir. Yeah. So there there are there are stories that we do that you know are going to be too generalize our audience into one type are, are going to be something that they might not agree with. And so then you are trying to
0: move them slightly yeah. on that right. issue, slowly but significantly. And you've and I'm, I'm sure you have success with that because that within <laughs> – no, I, I mean, serious. American history would not suggest that, but yeah. No, but I mean within – what Individually, like, hopefully, yeah. But within – like this idea that there's an organized left is fucking ridiculous. Yes. And so when you deal with democratic ideas or progressive ideas, there's there's going to be – uh, uh, points of conflict, especially now. So, so ultimately, the best that we can do is is facilitate some sort of conversation within yeah. the fucking left tent.
1: Yes, you just can't. You just don't want to make the mistake of engaging in good faith
0: with a bad faith argument, because that then, right, you're going nowhere. Yeah. Now, what 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 do you think's uh, going to happen?
1: I get, I, I don't in, in your heart, in your darkest I don't, in your heart of hearts. I don't know. I mean, in the, in the darkest heart of hearts, I, I'm we're, I worry that we're going to head to a really bad place. Um, I, you just got to, I don't know what you place your hope in. Let's, I, uh, I guess the, not the innate goodness of people. But, I think we've come up snake eyes on that role. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. but I think like the, the deep energy of people who are going to work harder at this than I might believe is possible. Uh, uh, you
0: gotta hope that they come through. Yeah. So the the bad place. Let's let's uh let's illustrate it a little. Uh I mean, illustrate it again. Look around <laughs> I mean, cause we're you know We're we're in America in an
1: election year. Never the funnest place to be, right? This yeah. is never America during election year is never this nation at its best. Yeah. It's at its most reductive. Yeah. Uh you got Roe v. Wade overturned with yeah. Bristol in front of the Supreme Court. Yeah. we, we are we're, we are. This is going to be a difficult year, I think.
0: Yeah, and and it could end badly. Yep, it definitely could.
1: And and for yeah, for people to have any sense that well, there's no way that's going to happen. I don't know where you get that confidence from. That that might be. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, that that deep American confidence of everything's going to be fine. Yeah, feels like well, that's the response of a sociopath. <laughs>
0: sure but I mean but like on the other side of that I, and I don't think they are thinking this way is that you know I would say probably I don't know what the percentage is get your researchers on it how many of the countries on the on the planet are autocratic or or dictatorships right yeah high,
1: it, high it percentage. feels yeah I don't yeah it, it feels like there's been a shift Towards more I, of those I, I, yeah but i I don't know that well, statistically that that is true it feels like there has been a surge you know Right, where that is on the graph over centuries, well, but, but, I don't know. Uh,
0: but what I'm what I'm saying is that when somebody says things will be all right, it's like, what is all right for them? Yeah. Do You know, like, is it going to change the Netflix menu? And, you know, can I still do the rock wall at the place? You know, like, I mean, what does it mean to people? Like, you know, I've well, always, that's, g- yeah, that's a, so, that's true. I
1: guess what's all right is, I guess, you know, I'm, I love America. Yeah, right? I've chosen to become an American. I love, I yeah. love this country. I think it has been very convenient at times in the last hundred years for America to to fall back on one of its greatest attributes, which is selfishness. So it's yeah. like when this country goes to war, the answer is not collective sacrifice. It's sacrifice of a very few people. And also, hey, you need to stimulate the economy. Go and buy yourself a third fridge. And you sure. go, got it. Yeah. On it, got it. That's, New tires. That, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I, as a consumer, I will consume. It's the easiest thing for me to do, and I'll do it. Right. Collective sacrifice, as to go back to what we're talking about in the pandemic, that feels like. Well, now you've exposed an Achilles heel in America, which is that is not something in an individualistic country that people are as willing to do, and that you've got to reckon with. Right. That, and that is a weak point.
0: What a bunch of selfish fucks.
1: Well, yeah, which which has it. Like if you if you buy-in to the argument of capitalism, it'll be, well, that will supercharge your economy, and sure. it would, like...
0: Yeah. It'll correct itself. It, yeah,
1: sure, it'll correct itself. Rising yeah. tide lifts all boats. Trickle yeah. down. Sure, it's never worked, but maybe next time. Yeah.
0: And that... <laughs> Well, there, but there is a weird thing to entitlement and, toward, and to the fact that, you know, uh, there is no real center to anything anymore. And people are uh, engaged in their own information foraging and their own lifestyle foraging that they live uh, uh, through parasocial engagement with any number of fucking dum-dums. Yeah, and, and, but and, it, it, and because there's nothing inherently wrong with
1: information foraging for yourself, right? If you if you're really foraging.
0: But I mean, right. But I mean, but what's happened is there is no uh, kind of, uh, you know, honest... Civic dialogue and there's no real sense of human interaction in the same way that there used right. to be. There is no one thing that everybody watches. There is no information oh. that anybody can trust. There's no sort of barometer of, of journalistic integrity that, that everybody can get on the same Don't page. That everyone agrees with, right? right.
1: Yeah, internally there is definitely a promise of journalistic integrity, but you're right, they differ from
0: Right, so that that becomes a real problem because that means yeah. that, like, it's it's you know, in terms of uh, the the ships rising. It's like, what is the most effective bullshit uh, that's going to make everybody feel sated emotionally? Mm-hmm. That that has nothing to do with the, the the integrity of the truth or the information or anything else. No. I'm, not, I'm not talking about economical. I'm talking about cultural and political. And so that becomes this really weird problem that the nature of what democracy. Required as a civic responsibility, even an understanding of of tolerance and like you know we got to help the little guy out. It's fucking gone. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so I really so it. I think the answer to your question yeah. of what what's
1: what's going to happen next, I don't, I don't know what the answer that is, but I think we are going to answer it in in the in the next five years. I think there are. We, I think right in the future, they will look back at this time when they'll either say, "Oh, they um." They really managed just to uh, avoid disaster. Or yeah. wow, they just kept driving that right off the cliff, huh? Or, or, they just or, held or, hands like Thurman Louise, and they slammed the pedal down.
0: Or, or like, what happened to John Oliver? Is he? Did they put him where? Do you know where they put him? <laughs> I mean, he was like a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah. Which? Which? Uh, which? Uh, oh
1: yeah, that guy. Which, which
0: entertainment prison is he in? Yeah. is he He with the jews or with the other he was really giggling to himself as they dragged him in there he kept muttering something about really liking trouble and then uh, yeah yeah. yeah, then they shut the door shut the door he got quiet (laughs) yeah but i've heard that he does a show in there for nobody there's no camera but he he still he's just loudly yelling it's not q a yeah yeah. at the guards
1: (laughs) how dare you suggest otherwise (laughs) this is densely written jokes to a fault
0: but how how do you like you know you I mean you did a show on Sinclair right yeah so as as a broadcaster and stuff I mean let's just talk about specifically uh, specific fears uh, like let's say that like because I I have no doubt that most corporate entities will will buckle to any sort of fascism as long as they can keep their bottom line correct
1: yeah though you're right their, their moral compass will be the Bottom line, I think.
0: Right, so That'll be
1: the, the not solely. Like, I wouldn't want to be that cynical, but I think it's the primary motive. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, from the way national news organisations, especially Kevin News, is set up, yeah. is profit led. So right. they are going to make decisions like, "Oh, let's give Trump a town hall because it will rate," right? Which is true. Right. If you are making a financial decision, that's the responsible decision to make.
0: So, when you think about the worst case scenario for humor or for punching up or for doing what you love to do uh, in a future that you know is, is compromised in terms of what can and can't be said, we're not there yet. But how do you? We're th- really not, though. That's, that's, that's that is the
1: thing to remember. Isn't yeah, it? yeah,
0: I know. You we're totally agree with really not. We. That's right. we that totally. It is total bullshit.
1: Total. You can't say this is so flagrantly provably no, you can wrong say it is anything. Absurd. yes
0: uh, you, you could say fucking anything almost anywhere it's just uh, you know no one will listen <laughs> <laughs> and and i think that when that happens you get people going like, i'll probably get cancelled yeah. no one hears you no you're still saying it yes yes yeah. no one hears you but that but that is sort of that is true you can't really say anything yes. and, and and i think that that's what the beautiful thing about having being so lawyered up is that you can actually push it to wherever. and it,
1: and it's what i will say is where we like with just to go back to Alsha where we're yeah. lucky because we we are not in commercial television. Yeah. So and if ever I feel complacent about that for a second it doesn't take long for me to be reminded by seeing something just how lucky we are to not have to take commercial breaks and to not have to have a phone call saying, "Hey, can we not talk about Delta Airlines though cuz they're a sponsor?" Yeah. That that is a conversation I I to, I'm too stubborn to have the capacity to have that without yeah. saying, okay, well, well, I'm going to burn everything to the ground.
0: Right. Watch me do it.
2: <laughs>
0: right. Well, yeah, I mean, you're fortunate. I can't play. Is that massively that of, fortunate. But I mean, is that one of the reasons why you didn't stay on network? I mean, is that, did that factor into? No. Oh. To, to what, like,
1: why didn't, what? I didn't stay at the Daily Show because John was still there and. Uh, no, God but even if you were set up
0: me. to be the next guy. Did that factor into your decision not to follow up on that?
1: The next guy for... To host a show, to Daily Show. To any, the Daily Show? Yeah.
0: They didn't... I think it
1: was clear when 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 we were... Because my contract expired at the end of the year yeah. that I hosted for John over that summer. Yeah. And I think it became clear at the end of that that they didn't really care about me.
0: Oh, really? And just okay. Because
1: I, I think uh, John, our, our idea... For me to stay, this is our idea being just John and I. Yeah, was that I would do the summers from now on, and then so he could take, uh, he could take the summers off, which right. he wanted a break. I think yeah. they could have had him for longer if they'd allowed that, but yeah. they were not interested in that at all. So then it becomes clear. Oh, then you you really don't care, right? Which is fine, but it is now painfully obvious. So I should probably go somewhere else,
0: right? Okay,
1: and then yeah, I mean talking to various commercial outlets there was just an innate instinct of I don't I could do this I don't think it'll go great yeah um there might be a way that I can find myself to doing the things that I used to love Letterman doing when he's just you know criticising his parent company yeah 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 um but so that it, was the model, but I, but I don't have the let them. No, no, no. I just I, I always love that instinct with him. But well, yeah, I, was, yeah. I had no standing with which to do that. So yeah. a much easier move, like the luxury move, yeah. to me was to go to HBO, where there is no corporate right. uh, or commercial right. pressure from advertisers. Yeah. So you truly can say what you want, right. and therefore you should probably use that. And right it works to, out well. Yeah, I mean, to, some some would disagree. <laughs> no, they would say this is the uh, piece of shit. No, who would, but, who would ever say that? But it's, it's been um, like
0: a decade, right? How long has it been?
1: Yeah, ten years. But so that that is what I, when we're force feeding our audience on stories about prison labor, prison care, or yes. solitary confinement, things that they don't just just to do criminal justice stories. Yeah, things that you know they're not. Yeah, that interesting. But you to think they're important. About. Yeah, they, they really do think they're important. So I'm we're gonna we're in the position where we're able to force feed yeah an audience so we do it.
0: Yeah. It's good. It's like it's important. It's like how they, you know, I think it don't they feed pigs like that? Don't they is like <laughs> Isn't that how
1: foie gras you, you force it, that's feed the what duck, I mean, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, we're, been, yeah, we're trying to make a kind of comedic foie gras yeah, by until the, yeah. Smashing yeah. a story about Gaza down an audience's yeah, throat. until their yeah.
0: liver explodes in in good. Oh, what a delicious liver. <laughs> <laughs> so how is the so how old are the kids 8 and 5 now how is it like is that uh, I mean yeah, how old are you I mean you didn't wait that long you're younger 46. than me 46 oh so you did it at the right time yeah yeah you're, you're right on schedule good for yeah, you yeah felt on schedule yeah so I mean, it, I, I mean
1: the truth is it didn't feel on schedule I didn't feel like I was ready for it at all but I think numerically it was on schedule yeah emotionally I was terrified
0: okay so but you're done with that or is every day
1: yeah. a horror show Oh, I mean, it's not not a horror show, no, but I mean about it all the time
0: in terms of your fears heading into it did oh, yeah. did you take to it pretty easily? Oh, that's a good question
1: i i I mean I didn't take to it i guess yes, yes, generally, <laughs> although that pause really puts an asterisk on the yes. I guess the t- t- truth is that- I look, didn't interrupt th- that, that pause at first... all. <laughs> no.
0: I, yeah, I, I just was- gonna...
1: <laughs> my, my first, my son, yeah. he was born very prematurely. So, oh, oh, that's so, nice. scary. So, so it's, yeah, it's um, terrifying. So it's a real, like a supercharges anxieties. Yeah. So I, I was very worried about him before he was born uh-huh, yeah. and for a year after he was born, really worried about him. Um, is he all right? is, so, some, yeah, he's fine. He's fine, but but and, and and so I was worried about him long past the point that doctors were saying, "No, we're good." You go, yeah, yeah. really? We'll see about that because we'll I can manifest sure. some very different, specific answers to yeah. what's going to happen. Here. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I I love them so much. Yeah, but it's and that love is physically painful in a way that you I think is to any parent. Right? Yeah. but it was. Uh, yeah, I think that made. It was not the smoothest entry into...
0: Parenting. Into parenting, yeah. Because it was so fraught. Yeah, it was fraught. It was incredibly fraught. And, uh, And, um, but the kid's good. Yeah, he's great. 100%. Yeah, I love him. And the other one came out
1: good. (laughs) The doctors literally said that. Came out good. (laughs) Congrats.
0: That's it. There's two boys?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Two boys,
0: yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. And and has it... What has it done... To your point of view, I don't know if it's done much no. instinctively to my yeah. point of view. You mean, I mean you in mean, terms you, of I'm the urgency to... of things? How do you, you know, confront what you're confronting? I mean, you know, what do you do with right. your... I think ideally
1: it would affect my risk management equation, but it really hasn't. Oh, yeah, so, right. Well, there's
0: that. But also I wonder, you know, somebody who, you know, is is balancing this... This information and and also you know has an intellectual capacity to understand what's going on. You're engaged with it uh, in a very uh, daily way. I mean, where do you find uh,
1: the hope? Oh, you mean how to yeah? How do you parent? I'm going to get into so eight and five. I'm not there. You still not lying? Many not lying. Yeah, I I really don't. Do that, okay. but I do try only to answer their questions, and they not just give them more information. So Q and A. basically Q and A. Yeah, I don't have like a tight t- a tight hour on what it is to be a to parent properly a young male American yeah. today. I just say, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, what are you concerned about? All right, yeah, I can give you a quick 30 second answer (laughs) on that and we'll both pretend it's something.
0: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's basically
1: basically parenting QA. Devoid of any kind of prior effort, just let me just react to where you are. Right.
0: Yeah. And when does the real responsibility I don't know. Like, in terms of, I I don't know. In terms of, like, we got to sit down.
1: Well, I was going to say, I got very, like, as horrendous as it was, (laughs) just practically, in those. um, Early pandemic days. Yeah, I knew I was in the very fortunate position. They were four and two then. Yeah, they're probably not going to remember any of it. Right, right. And if it doesn't last
0: long, oh we're going to be God. okay.
1: Yeah, and and even even knowing, oh, this is probably going to last a couple of years. Yeah, still, yeah, you, this is they're, they're going to remember very little right. of this. It's not going to destroy. And, them. Holy shit! Yeah. I was grateful for that. Yeah, I, it felt very different looking at or imagining what what it would be like as a teenager or as a parent of a teenager thinking, oh shit, actually, I I don't know how to answer what you're asking right now um, without
0: falling apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's coming. So I think it's coming,
1: but it's not there yet
0: and I'll put it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's like, um, yeah, there just seems to be a lot in the balance and uh, it, it feels to me that, you know, the, Fortitude, you know that, that, like you know, my my producer, who you know, Brendan, you know, he, you know, he's got it in his head that, like, you know, we've been lucky, you know, and you look around the world, true, and and it sort of might be our turn. Oh, sure, now, I'm empire's rise, empire's fall, right? So there is that, you know, that kind of, you know, preemptive. Yeah, that's something though, you know, it is, yeah, it is, and and then for me, like. Oddly, when I look at my recent specials and I look at what I've talked about, what I get passionate about, like I feel like I've said my piece. And, you know, right. I don't do the kind of show where I'm going to say it every fucking show. Yeah. And then there comes to a point, it's sort of like, you know, I'm, I've never been a, doing light entertainment. Do you no know what I mean? No one would
1: ever have <laughs> accused you of that. Yeah. But, I, like, I mean, at any point.
0: In no, I, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, and I agree with you. Even when light requirement was required. I'll tell you, man, like I, I've been doing this joke and, you know, and like Chris Rock was in the room the other night, you, you know, and, uh, you know, I did this bit that I've been doing for weeks now and he, and he gave me a tag and I, and it was a tag I would never have come up with because I don't, I don't use much cultural reference because yeah. like I'm in my own fucking world. Yeah, It's just not the type of comedy I do, but it's a cultural reference and it fucking kills. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, and I realized like. You know, this has been the key. Like, you know, I am rendering it down to, you know, to a risky philosophical idea most of the time that should get a laugh, you know, just in the way I frame it. But I don't just have any trivial fun things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but well that's you, you. But you know that I know that. But you like you know that that's what's uh, what certain people. I will be one of them. Like about you, right? I guess so. That yeah, it's, not,
0: a, it's a specific type of person. Yes, it's a specific. The way I picture it going for me, because I don't have this massive audience or massive nut or a bunch of people I make money for, mm-hmm. is that like I feel like I've done my my bit, right? And I'm, I can stop. You're ready to,
1: as a comedian, as like an animal, to crawl into the woods and say, okay, this Not is— Not die,
0: but crawl into the woods yeah. and maybe, I didn't you know, say die. You forget it. that. It's just it. crawl into the woods and yeah. look at some trees. Sure. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: you've earned that <laughs> Yeah, yourself.
0: Did. Yeah, but is that copping out? Is it cowardly? I don't think that's copping out uh, at all, is I it? I don't know. I, I always, I mean, I always say, like— What happened to the good fight? Do you know what the good fight is? No. The, what what, well, I don't know. Fighting the good fight. You're oh, still I, fighting the good fight. Is there a good fight that has to be fought?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there are thousands of I good know. Now,
0: I know. And I barely fought any of them. Oh. I broad
1: strokes. Uh, you've, <laughs> you fought the good fight against yourself, Mark. We also, <laughs> oh, the kind of civil yeah. war that you fought yeah. has been relentless yeah. and yeah. and inc- incredible.
0: Yeah. Both sides are exhausted. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The north of the yeah, south. They're saying,
0: Are we done yet? Yeah, yeah. No one has picked up any new territory. <laughs> the whole thing seemed futile. No, a definition it was, it was,
1: of an emotional quagmire. Yeah, is yeah. what you've been fighting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say, like, to, to go back to what you were just saying yeah. before, which is kind of related to what we started talking about. Yeah. When, when, when asked about when I when I think about those questions that might be coming from my kids, yeah. right? I do think there will be a value, even as frustrating as I know you find it to giving historical context for how we got here. So even as you're describing to the mess that they're currently yes, in, yes. that their country's currently in, it's going to be really important to sh- explain why. Because otherwise it seems inexplicable and it isn't, right? There's precedent all the way. Through.
0: That's right. You should give your kids a good sense of who to blame.
1: Yeah. But but I, I, was, I felt shortchanged just as a British person, not having a fully developed sense of... British history yeah. and what it meant because it's so, it's
0: so much of it there's so well, much. Well you're
1: right but but it's very very easy to because there's so much of it to focus on the good bits yeah. which are good but yeah. they actually don't speak to like what why Britain is how it is. So like I, the basic things that I were taught in history lessons at school kind of came around the same story. Industrial Revolution, Second World War, right? Yeah. Both of those things. The macro story is it was hard, but we got it done. That's right. We did the right thing. So, no,
0: you don't talk about col- colonialism no. or No, I imperialism. mean, really
1: didn't talk about yeah. it, though. Really didn't. Yeah. And, and that is a colossal short You You feel the absence of it now. My, my friend, you would like it. A, f- uh, a friend that I went to college with, Shatnam Senkera, wrote a great book called Empire Land, which is basically filling in the gaps that we had. Through the deficiency in the way that British history was taught in our schools, oh wow, and it fully, it, and it's it's a very readable book, which yeah. is crazy when you're taking on something that's so sprawling. Helps you understand why Britain is the way it is right now, and that there are answers to those questions that are not just well, we had an empire and then uh, it was taken away from us,
0: right? <laughs> it, it didn't collapse.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's uh, <laughs> and and I I felt at the end of that book both massively more able to understand the country that brought me up yeah and and also pretty angry at the fact that i i'm i'm learning some of this in my mid-40s and that this i i think that is changing I was if you're looking for hope like he, he's written a children's version of this book as well for kind of like 12 and 13 year olds and he's done a really good job at, at meeting them where they are and kind of just walking them into some things that they might be interested in, giving them some ways to go and look at more of this if they want to now or maybe yeah, later. But, but, and it, but that's changing. Like, like young yeah. kids' relationships in Britain with Britain's past is different now in a way that is far more informed and probably does bode better for the future because they have that context.
0: Yeah, but state by state here, that, that book, if it was relative to American history, would be banned. And that, that's a massive problem because you, you cannot...
1: Like it, it is understandable, yeah. Uh, like uh, to want people to have a better history than the one they actually do have, but it's fucking dangerous because you you are setting them up for failure or disaster in the future
0: or complete denial.
1: Yeah, because you get very again, America gets defensive, and they were like, well, on, was shining city on the
0: hill. You think, sure, not no, but yeah,
1: it's other things as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know uh, the the ability to sort of shoulder that stuff. Yeah. It, it I don't I don't know what what is really contentious out there and what isn't. I know what kind yeah. of pulsates through That's my phone. Right.
1: But I don't know what that you that's right. That is hard to tell, isn't it? And yeah. I, I think we and we're probably gonna get a weaponized version of that over the next year. Cause yeah. In election season you don't know. Like do you give a shit as much as you think you do about bathroom bills? Yeah. Or is this, oh, that, or, or is stuff. this horseshit? Do yeah. you really care about this? May, maybe I, do, I actually don't know the answer to that. It feels fraudulent to me. Might, I think what might be the case is that the people really stoking the flames on that couldn't give a fuck. Of course, but the people that listen to them all of a sudden do, and then you've got a problem.
0: Well, right. It's it's all this sort of. They want to be worked up. They, yeah. They're they're. It's all this you know general grievance, yeah. just this broad grievance ideology. I'm you know I'm getting fucked somehow, and this guy seems mad. <laughs> In fact, You're complaining about grievance, the yeah.
1: Pied Piper of grievance. No, I've you're not. the you you are the I'm, shining I'm, ang- angry city on a hill. I th- I
0: think that I am a p- completely objective <laughs> uh, uh, narrator. Of what's going on with our culture? Why are these people
1: so mad? <laughs> I mean, just listen to the tone of voice in which you're saying that physician heal oh, myself.
0: Oh, I know, but you know, this is—I know exactly what you mean. I'm just—I know. I—I I'm just I, I, I think I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm pretty sensitive. I enjoy getting worked up. Uh, but you know, ultimately, that I, is
1: the difference, isn't it? Yeah, you are really sensitive.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and that, I don't think people are—I don't think people are innately good. I think they're innately sad. And, you know, what they do with that sadness is, uh, to avoid it, is the danger. I think you're right. Yeah. Nice way to end. (laughs) It was good seeing you.
1: Oh, great seeing you. Do we we both just kind of sob quietly to ourselves and then you throw to an Adam and Eve commercial? (laughs) Yeah, right
0: now. I wish we still had Adam and Eve. Maybe we'll put one in just for old times' sake.
1: Just for old times' sake. Let's... If nothing else, uh, let
0: sex toys be yes. the answer to a complicated okay, question. Believe me, they, they, they are for many people. It's great seeing you.
1: It's so good to see you.
0: There you go. That's how you do it. That's how you have a conversation jam session. The new season of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver premieres Sunday, February 18th on HBO. Hang out for a second, will you? Hey folks, this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex ultra soft tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. You know, all those times you've heard guests sneeze on the show. Well, actually you don't hear any of that because we cut the sneezes out when we're editing, but take my word for it. People definitely sneeze in here. And when they do, I've got a box of Kleenex on the table right in front of them so they can use one and get right back to business. And here's what Kleenex means to me a tissue that will hold up we've all used those other tissues that you blow holes right through when i see kleenex i know that tissue is up for the job for this allergy season grab kleenex and face allergies head on folks next week i talk with director writer and producer ed zwick we talk
2: about his life and show business and some of his most memorable movies including glory there was something that i was seeing that was undeniable it was just happening in front of me that, that that Denzel and Morgan and Jimmy and Andre, that they were in a kind of rapture. Mm. They were they, they heard something. They were um, it's their history. It was their history. And and in fact, I initially may have been uh, timid or, or hesitant mm. to uh, take advantage of that until I thought about my own grandfather and how easily it would have been for me to lapse into that sort of shtetl dialect sure because it was available to me in the same way this is all available to them
0: it comes down through the generations it's
2: right there yeah so what i did and and i'm this is something i'm proud of in the yeah. movie which is i resisted these impulses to turn it into that white savior narrative yeah. because there were pressures on all sides to do something like that yeah and i did not in fact i did the opposite
0: that's Ed Zwick on Monday's episode, and then after that, it's all Oscar nominees all the time for the rest of the month, and probably not necessarily ones you're thinking it will be. Here you go, little echo on that strat, please. <laughs> and the Fonda cat angels everywhere